What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Faithful Dogs Podcast. Boys, another preseason game in the books. I'm joined, as always, by Jack at BLEF underscore with our guest tonight. He was on last week, too, Maddie G. Maddie, how are you doing tonight? What's up, boys? Good to be on again. And uh, I'm just going to call you Petty Eddie or, you know, loser in the fantasy league, whatever you want to be. Whatever you want to be, whatever you want to be called, we'll go with the first one, the Petty Eddie. Okay, we'll call him Petty Eddie, loser and loser of the fantasy two one six fantasy. All right, keep digging your hole deeper. And uh, I'm not worried, man. I'm not scared. No, I'm scared. Is the loser in that league got to do a punishment? Yeah, we got. I think. Okay, we'll we'll probably talk about it Sunday, but um, someday. You know what's Sunday. messed up? I forgot to mention that on the last show. I went to mention it, and someone else said something about a fantasy player, and I, it just left my mind. I was like, huh. What, about what the loser has to do? I know, just about our league in general. Oh, I had the yeah. thought process, and then someone was like, hey, what about this player? And I was just like, man, what about that player? Hmm. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Back, huh? Uh, basically, basically to, to break it down, I believe what we agreed on was the loser has to wear a bikini on their show. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, so like I'm talking. Listen, I'm talking all this shit, but dude, honestly, like I would not look good in a bikini. I wouldn't either. Like, I would not I'm either. A, no. I'm a plus size model, bro. Like it, <laughs> it would, it wouldn't look good, man. So I'm just gonna be honest with you guys there. You better hope I don't lose this league. You better hope someone else loses. I don't even know who you're gonna pick. But. No, no, I, I want you to feel that embarrassment. <laughs> Christian, I'm glad you're volunteering. Okay, Christian. Oh, sweet. Hell yeah. Let's do that. All right. We don't have to worry about this anymore. Christian is the taco of this league. If, you, if any of you watch the league, then Christian is taco. Yeah. All right, boys. Let's break it down quick here. Um, we got some big news. We got some big news here. We uh, basically today got off a meeting with Homage Apparel. Huge, huge apparel for the NFL. Um retro gear all that stuff yes sir dude i'm pumped about this boys i mean i'm wearing one of their shirts now you're going to be seeing a lot more gear on us throughout the shows it's huge for the network and you guys want to give your takes on this i'm stoked yeah. i've never been a part of something like this like it and like i know it's, what, it's kind of still sit it's kind of still settling in for all of us so it's kind of hard to like, yeah. talk about it you know what i mean so like, like, on, like the, on the beginning of the last show the uh, fantasy 216 show that we just did uh, I was excited. Like I was real excited for like the first twenty minutes of the show, and yeah. we found that news out about an hour prior to that, and I was just still excited. I'm still excited now. Uh, it, it's incredible, really. Yeah, it's it's super dope, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, you kind of you kind of just join into all this, right? I mean, I know it's pretty crazy. I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been here. I've been here like a month now, and to see how much we've grown in just my time period. Obviously, you know, um, you're welcome. Uh, you know, <laughs> adding me has been. Uh, Quite the difference maker, so quite you're welcome. You're once again, yes. So no, I, of course. I mean, who can't be excited? We're being, uh, we just partnered with a major national TV uh, t-shirt brand. If you go into yeah. pretty much yeah. any stadium across the country, any sport, there's going to be some sort of uh, homage gear for the look at. And I want to say homage is headquartered in either Cleveland or Columbus, isn't it? It's it's an Ohio company. I would say Columbus. I would say Columbus because they're huge in Columbus, but. I was Dude, still there retail everywhere. There's one in Crocker Park. Like, okay, there's one in Crocker Park. Like yeah. I was on their website. They have shirts for all 30 teams in the NBA, all 30 teams in the MLB, all 32 NFL teams. Like that, yeah. like this is legitimately like for us, like it, 
I mean, how can't you be excited? And it doesn't doesn't hurt their shirts are dope. I mean, if you right. go on the their website, starter jackets, their starter yeah, I wish I would have got one of those last year. Yeah, you Good could luck. easily spend two grand. You could easily spend two grand on that website, and not even blink. With how nice they are in Columbus, by the way. What's that? They are located in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say because they're huge. They're huge with the the Buckeyes too. Like huge. Go Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Right. Go Buckeyes. Boys, let's break it down a little bit. Cleveland Browns, Philadelphia Eagles, preseason football. Did it feel like a game to you on Sunday? Like, I mean, I hear a lot of people talking that they forgot we even played on Sunday. Like. Let's talk about this for a second. I watched the entire game. I was at my dad's birthday dinner. We don't miss football there in the Franco household. Jack, were you there? Yeah, I was there. It, it was honestly kind of underwhelming. Uh, just I mean, not having – obviously, Deshaun wasn't going to play. We already knew right. that. Um, and obviously, Jacoby didn't play. And and I think the fact that neither of those guys played, and obviously I don't think really any of the starters played – uh, even any meaningful snaps, like no one on the defense that's that is of relevance really played that much. Guidi played a little bit. Martin Emerson played a little bit. They, I think, they both actually ended up getting getting like stingers throughout the game, mm-hmm. like at some point. So we like we saw we saw a bunch of rotation of the running backs, mostly just uh, Jerome Ford and and uh, and Kelly. And you know, it, it was kind of just a boring game to watch, honestly. Like it wasn't it wasn't anything too exciting. Uh, and that's why I think a lot of people probably forgot about it because there's, there was there was nothing of real consequence to this game. Like obviously, uh, next week we're going to be seeing Jacoby start probably right. a decent portion of the game, so that's going to be a, a good mm-hmm. indication of kind of how he's going to look as the starter. But yeah, no, this game was for the most part completely forgettable. I mean, yeah, it, it was, but I mean, think about Josh Dobbs' performance so far in this preseason, like. Dude, he's I know he's playing backup for the most part, but mm-hmm. 14 to 20, 141 yards. The dude's kind of running the offense with with some ease here, you know. He he's a he's a walking playbook to begin with. The dude mm-hmm. is a genius. So, I mean, let's give your thoughts on him. Like, I see I I know. I think it's crazy still. I I think they're going to roll with Jacoby, but I hear a lot of fans saying, "Why is he going to get a chance at QB1?" I don't think so. Maybe a chance at a few games, you know, if Jacoby gets bumped up here and there or, you know, bruises here and there. But, I mean, Josh Dobbs is looking good, and he's more athletic than Jacoby. I'm, I'm, I'll put it that way. So maybe Stefanski could, you know, run up the offense he has tailored around Watson. But I think either way you're going to see a more run-centric offense for the first 11 weeks. So let's just give your thoughts on Josh Dobbs a little bit. Oh, um, I was pretty, I was actually, I was at the game as well. I'll admit I left in the middle of the third quarter as I do per every preseason game. I don't stay the whole time because it's preseason. You're game. not a Rosen fan. I get it. Uh, and speaking of Rosen, actually, uh, I just said this to our group chat from Josina Anderson, who I would say is pretty plugged in with the Browns. She has broken a lot of Browns related stuff. She just tweeted oh, out, keep an eye on how things are going with QB Josh Rosen in Cleveland. That's I don't really get what she means with that because anyone with two eyes can say Josh Rosen's been awful. I mean, he oh, was he looks terrible. terrible. He was dreadful on Sunday. Absolutely dreadful. Yeah. That last drive, um, the four straight incompletions. I mean, he overthrew his re- like open receivers by 10 or 15 yards. I mean, he's fallen off harder than we've seen an athlete outside. I mean, he's not the only athlete out in Los Angeles who's had an epic fall off. Like, I mean, it's kind of sad to see, but um, it's like one of those things. He just can't play anymore. So I don't really get what Josina's getting at. But to get back to Josh Dobbs, I like Josh Dobbs a lot. I think it's interesting to see him play in a mobile QB system. Because remember, the mm-hmm. system that he came from in Pittsburgh, Randy Fickner, his first time there, and Matt Canada, the second time there, or it might be Canada, 
was designed for Big Ben, who at this point in his career, obviously former career, was not a mobile QB. He was very much sit back, read the field, take hits, yada, yada, yada. That's not who Josh Dobbs is. This is the first mm-hmm. time we've ever gotten to see him in an NFL offense catered to his skill set. I truly believe he's QB too. But if Jacoby was to go down against like the Jets or Falcons, I'd be very curious to see what Josh Dobbs can do with an NFL offense tailored to his skill set. Yeah. I didn't see any of the game. I, I was at a golf outing, so and I'm not really into oh, preseason. Oh, okay. Like I'll watch okay. some, but sometimes a little bit more. I've watched it a little bit more over the past. Uh, I watched the, some more highlights on the first game. I watched more of it last year for Dog Pound Daily, so I can you know write about guys that hey, this guy's going to make the roster and, and be mm-hmm. wrong about it. Uh, but from what I've seen from Dobbs, I, I think it's tremendous. And I think it was you guys on this on this podcast said that he just needed out of Pittsburgh, and that looks like he's absolutely right because as Maddie G just said, he didn't come from a hey go out there and make a play with your legs. You know, system. Hey, hey read yeah. this part, which he could. You know, not saying that he was you know great at that or anything, but uh, he wasn't bad if he was like the second or third string to Big Ben for uh, a couple years. Uh, but if, if that's the case, if we had to play him for like a game, like if it was like one of those starts, like a Denver game last year, where uh, everything and anything went wrong in the quarterback room, I'd be probably be comfortable with it, and especially if it was against like New England, because Belichick is planning for uh, Brissett and knows how to you know get two Brissett and what and whatnot. But he doesn't have any idea really how to get to Dobbs. And if it was, you know, they didn't announce that till late in the week, if something happened for set, uh, that might give them help. Yeah. So here's one thing I want to say. Because they're, they're, we're going to get to some wide receivers here. But to be honest, one of the biggest standouts to me from Sunday was running back John Kelly. The, huh. the dude... The dude, the dude can run, man. He was, I think, believe he was just on a practice squad strictly last year. I'm surprised he, he didn't get scooped up at all by any he team. He was on the ra- he uh he had a couple of carries in that is uh, true. That is true. In uh the uh, against the Raiders game, I want to say he had like four carries for 30 yards. He looked good. He looked good last preseason. Then also one thing I didn't realize until looking him up, he actually uh had I want to say four or five carries in Super Bowl 53 Rams yeah. Patriots. They uh. Uh, he was on the Rams for a while, and KFC is right. Him and Dobbs played at UT together. Um, Kelly's a guy I'd be looking to move if I was the Browns. See if he can get like a conditional 2024 seventh round pick or something, mm-hmm. because he's he's too good to be cut, and he's not going to be in. Last year he was a practice squad stash, but this year I think I would be surprised if somebody doesn't pick him up. I, I think you would have to pick him up. I mean, he averaged 4.7 yards a carry on Sunday. Right. He just he's having a very good preseason, in my opinion. I mean. First game was, eh, you know, but when, when he gets the chance, when he when he gets the carries, like 14 or more carries, I, I don't know if it's just this offensive loan, but this, it, not like you're playing any of your starting centers or starting yeah. linemen, excuse me. So you're not playing your starting center. You're not playing your starting guards. Like he he runs with will and he, he looks he looks very well out there. He looks very profe- like a professional running back, dude. Like I, I, I could see him being a very good roster stash on many teams. It's just. We have an embarrassment of riches at that position. So. Yeah. I mean, he's doing nothing this entire time, except for just get good tape. Like all he's getting so much good mm-hmm. tape that he's going to be able to market himself a lot better. He's going like, he's not going to be a guy who, who you cut. And then you just like you, you, he finds his way all the way through waivers and then gets put on the practice squad. He's going to get picked up by somebody. Somebody's yeah. going to see what he does and says, Oh yeah, we can totally put this guy as our third or second running back. Like that. He's, he's not going to make it. So, I, yeah, definitely. If you can find a team that is willing to give up like a, a later pick 
uh, like, yeah, even like you said, a conditional, then yeah, sure. I think that you definitely have to find a way to move him. Cause I just don't know how he's going to fit on this roster. Cause I mean, what we're like five deep at running back at this point. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and we still don't even know what Dimitri Felton really is, is at, at this point. Like, is he, cause it, at, if you include Dimitri Felton, it's like six deep. It's like, we, we just can't have six running backs on the roster. Yeah. I don't even know if he played Sunday, but the thing with Dimitri Felton to me is so weird. Is like, like when I went to training camp, all you saw out of him was slot receiver, you right. know. And I know Jakeem Grant went down. You're kind of slacking in that position. Anthony Schwartz is hit or miss, dude. Well, that's another oh, wow. occasion. That's another occasion for another day. Maybe I'll talk with Jacob about that. But Anthony Schwartz is hit or miss. Jakeem Grant goes down. All you saw was Demetri Felton in the slot, and he looks solid in the slot as well. He could be your Jarvis Landry replacement at least. So. The fact that you're not seeing them get those reps in preseason, maybe they have a plan for them. That that that's what I'm thinking. What do you guys think about Demetri Felton now that we're on that topic? I think he's a, a wide receiver. I, I don't think he actually is. I think in terms of the roster layout, I think he is making the team as a wide receiver. He'll keep Chubb obviously and Hunt. I don't think he's going. They said today they didn't want to get rid of him. Yeah, um, Mary Kay. Mary Kay reported that that yes, Hunt is not going anywhere. So, okay. uh, so he's not going anywhere. Dearness Johnson, he might go somewhere, maybe. And if not, then he'll be there. And then Jerome Ford will be the fourth guy. Uh, and Felton, I think, slides over to receiver. Uh, that doesn't mean they won't trade for a receiver because there has been you know talks of that lately. But I just don't think – I think it makes too much sense for him to stay on there as a receiver and then as a return man as well. Because while he's not the greatest at returning, he's still a second-year player that was a six-round pick. So I really think that he's on this roster. I don't find – I don't see a way he's not on this roster – uh, I think it's as a receiver, not a back. I just feel like you yeah. still have to make a move out of that running back room. You have to deal one, like maybe two, like you said, Matt. John Kelly might be good trade bait. Is it Dearness Johnson? Is is the is the talk about Kareem not going anywhere? Is that just smoke screens? Like you, I think you got to deal one more because I I truly believe Jerome Ford has proven he can at least compete in this roster. Oh, yeah, Chubbs, sure. obviously, he's your guy. So, right. are you going in there? Are you, what's that? Well, I think Jerome is. Yeah, what Ford's the rookie, so he's safe no matter what because he could exactly. You know, eventually takes over for Chubb if Chubb ever leaves Cleveland when his contract's mm-hmm. up. So, yeah. is it Hunt? Is it Johnson? Like, I, I believe one of them is gone. Bef- not before the season, technically. Hunt. I think it's you Hunt. Think it's Hunt still. I, I've been saying it for a while. I think it's Kareem Hunt because at the end of the day, Dearness Johnson's cheaper and he has less mileage on his tires than Kareem Hunt does. And the other thing is Kareem Hunt last year couldn't stay on the field. And that's the me- thing with Kareem. People think he has so much tread on his tires. He doesn't. He really doesn't, dude. No. He doesn't his, have his, tread. God. His first full season, his one full season was really that Kansas City season this rookie year. And both seasons and were in 26, good. And in 2020 with us. Yeah. Yeah. In 2020 was good too, but I don't think that they want to part with him. If if Watson was the starter coming into this week one, then I think that Hunt had would be a little bit more expendable. But without Watson there, I think he is going to get a little bit more work done, and he can work in the passing game with Brissett, or he can take the load off of Chubb, whichever one works. So I think he, I think he's locked. I don't think he's going anywhere. 
Uh, I mean, I, I think that it's really going to come down to if the Browns can get someone of uh, like any sort of value that is is a, a, like a no brainer for for Kareem. Like if, if they get a get like a third or fourth round pick, I think that they would say yes. And yeah, or if they got a player or if they got like a player or some sort like whether it's a wide receiver or I've heard like obviously we've heard that the, the, the idea of, oh, what if we swap Kareem for Jimmy G or something like that? Like like all those. I think I think that those are all things that that people like wouldn't. I, I think that the Browns would definitely consider that. I think that they would consider basically any sort of upgrade at another major position, whether it be receiver or just a, a, any sort of like decent draft capital. They would 100% move it because at this point it's like, why why, why hold on to him when you you don't? I I don't think obviously he he adds another wrinkle to the offense. He's he's probably one of the best receiving backs in the league. He gives this offense a new element, but you know he's not probably going to be here next year. You know that you just don't have the money for him, and he's not, he wants a new, a brand new contract. And you're just probably not going to be able to get that much more for him maybe later on in the year. So why why not just take the most that you can get right now and just cut ties and go forward with who you got? Because I think I think they they are really confident in Jerome Ford. Obviously, they really like Dearness Johnson, and they like what he can do. Uh, now, obviously, how how that kind of turns into how they rotate both those guys in with Nick, that's going to be a whole different discussion that we have to figure out. But I, I definitely think that like what, what Maddie's saying, like Kareem is probably the most likely to get traded just because he is kind of the most valuable asset that can really be traded. Like, mm-hmm. and he's the most likely to get a, a return back. That's enough for them to say, yeah, pull the trigger. Let, let's get this done. And let's, uh, let's get, get some return uh, I, on this investment. I would think you're getting a bigger return than Baker even, you know, and the Panthers obviously wanted Baker. Like, he he took the job and ran with it in Carolina. I think they obviously wanted someone to replace Sam Darnold there. So mm-hmm. I would say you would get a decent return. It's not going to be much more than Baker, but I don't even know if you would do a player swap. I don't think you would even get that unless it's like a, a low-end wide receiver. I mean, Eddie, what do you think? Like, I'm hearing Rieger talks possibly. Like, I, I, I don't think that. I would swap. I, I would. I would do it too. But do you think a team's going to be like, okay? Let's swap a wide receiver for a running back. Do you think that's fair? Uh, it depends on who, who the team is. So like the Eagles can afford that. I think. Uh, I don't know if the Giants can afford that because Darius Slayton has been linked to the Browns. Uh, someone that hey, go trade for him. Uh, it'd be awesome if it was like Scotty Miller. You know, some people mm-hmm. on, on our, in our network, you know, have been high on him, and, and that would be good. But I wouldn't mind if it was Rieger either. So I would. I would trade Johnson for that strip. And I think that a team would do that. They need a running back, whether it's a, a second or third string running back, which Dearness could be a second on a lot of these teams. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think the teams would do that. I don't think that, you know, they're going to be like, Oh, you can't trade with the Browns because they gave the quarterback all this money. Can't do it. No, I don't see that happening at all. That trade like with that. Rieger, I, I like that the most that Zach Jackson said. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, where there's smoke, there's fire. Let's be honest here. Right. Like, it's it's kind of been like that all off season with us. Zach's so. very plugged in. So, and they yeah, talk. I, I mean, they just had a joint practice last week or joint practice last week with the Eagles. And right. you know, that's where all, a lot of the speculation fueled because at first, you know, some people said Kareem could be a good you know fit for the Eagles. This is before they even practiced together. Uh, and then it got flipped, and it was Dearness coming out of you know the weekend and stuff. So, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. And hopefully this deal gets done soon. I would like to see uh, if we do get a receiver, him get some reps in before the season with this offense and see if he can – we can do it. And Rieger can be a return man too. Mm. 
I okay. This is not this what is you don't like Jalen Rager? No, I do, and I, I would be down for that because we need wide receiver help on this squad, dude. We yeah. we need something. I uh, outside I know, of Amari did. Cooper, outside of Amari Cooper with Jacoby is what I'm saying. Like with Watson, he's one of those quarterbacks that okay, you could put wide receivers around them, he can make them look probably better than they really are. Let's be honest. I mean, do you guys agree with that? So. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those quarterbacks that can elevate the talent around him. With Jacoby, though, you kind of rely on a support cast around him. Like, you're going to rely on this defense to be top five yep. for 11 weeks, you know? So, I would say yes, we need to go get a wide receiver regardless, whether it be Slayton, Rieger. I'm I'm all for trying to even talk about Chenault again, like bring him back into the conversation. Because other than 35-year-olds, there's really not much left in that free agency market to talk about so i'm all for it dude seriously i really am yes I'm and, okay okay can we stop talking about will fuller right now i do not think he's not happening here. it's not yeah, happening he, he's not coming too many not even that i think he was waiting to see the suspension with watson too he's gonna sign a one-year deal then he's gotta i mean he probably won't have trouble learning the offense per se but i think he would he would have to learn the offense he probably you probably wouldn't see him what would he have to team. learn he just runs fly routes yeah, that's true. Learn, right. just learn the snap counts. Just he just runs fly. That's with Watson. That's with Watson. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You're not playing with Watson for 11 weeks. I just don't think it's happening. And well, that, he'd why... probably be injured, but by the time that Deshaun even got back, so it's like well, it wouldn't even be worth it. No, and no we're... offense vibes, but yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, while we're on the receiver talk, like uh, I know Carnes was uh, in the Carnes, you know, obviously friend of the show, friend of the network. Uh, he was saying earlier, you know, people, you know, are sleeping on the Browns thing, call them the bottom five or whatever, but they forget how good Cooper and people's Jones are. Cooper, yes, absolutely. He's good, you know, good regardless. DPJ is still uh, figuring it out. I'm not saying that he's, you know, a bum or anything because he made almost like a, a whole tenfold from first to second year. He like doubled all of his production for the most part. And I think he's still going to take that rise, but I think it takes a little bit to step back with Brissett. If it was Watson, okay, I think, you know, DJ. That's the main thing, exactly. Thank you. That's the main thing. Like, you could talk about, yes, this wide receiver will be good with Watson. Like, let's just be honest with ourselves here. Like, we're talking about the first 11 weeks right now. You have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, and I'm not saying he can't win you football games, but he's not going to be that elite quarterback that you traded and gave $230 million to. He's not going to go out there and just – make every single player around him look like a stud wide receiver and get them their next contract. You know what I mean? So we're talking about Amari Cooper can go out there and be like, okay, give me the ball, Jacoby, and help Jacoby Brissett. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the running game can help Jacoby Brissett. This defense can be top five and help Jacoby. But outside of that, and the Joku, like outside of that, it's like you need help at the wide receiver position. You need to give Jacoby some more help for him to calm down, manage games and help us pull out some close wins. Cause that's probably what it's going to be like for the first 11 weeks outside of the first four games where you think, okay, Jacoby could start four. zero. there, there are some, there are some games in there where, you know, we can't just say, okay, we're going to go four and even with Jacoby. You can't. That Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh game is tough. I mean, they have a good defense. Yeah. I think they're all, I think that'll be a little, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. I'll go on the record of saying, I think whatever defense scores in that Pittsburgh game, that team can win the ball game. One exactly. is going to have to score. Yeah. And like you're looking at that. Um, Atlanta, um, Atlanta really wasn't that bad last year. They were seven and 10. Like they're not a crappy team by any stretch of the imagination. I would say the Browns are better, but the Browns only had one more win than Atlanta last year. 
I mean, I don't think their quarterback situation, they've definitely downgraded, but they still, they still have some pieces. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a menace. I like Drake London a lot. Um, my boy Cordrell Patterson took him in fantasy in 2013 and told everybody how he was going to be a stud. I was right. Just happened to be eight years later. So we'll see eight years. <laughs> um, he can replicate that. And they're de- and they got some pieces on that defense, like AJ Terrell. What if he goes out and gives uh, Amari Fitz? Um, that, that's like if you look at these teams, and I'll be honest, and I know I shouldn't say this, I am terrified about Week One. As a Browns fan, that is the type of game that I am used to this team losing. I know that Baker is not that good of a quarterback. I know that defense wants to make him pay, but I guess there is not a single outcome of that game that would surprise me. Not a single one, because I could see Baker throwing for 500 yards and seven TDs. I could also see him having a 0.0 QBR rating and the Panthers losing. Like, I, I just don't think that's one game I just cannot tell you how it's going to go. Listen, if you would have been a little more realistic, I would have shook my head yes at that. 500 yards. Have we ever seen Baker do that? I was, going as, I was just going as drastic as possible with Browns fans. Well, I mean, I mean, this, I mean, listen, they, they could throw him out there and say throw 45 times against, I, against us. I would be surprised. Be, be our guest. I mean, the one thing, if you did look, though, I don't know if you guys saw this, thought this was a little bit telling. Baker was like, yes, this game means extra meeting to me, yada, 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 yada. Miles. And then Miles was like, nah. Uh, like, I think to me that's that's something to watch. I think that's it because the, if the Browns are just treating this like on um, just any other game, I think it gives them a better chance to win because Baker, to me, is going to be out there pressing. He's going to want to make – He's going to want to make a statement, and when that happens, we've seen that in Cleveland, that happens mm-hmm. that he leads to sacks, fumbles, interceptions, and just mm-hmm. bad plays. So, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see. I wrote yeah. about I wrote about Miles' comment for Dog Pound Daily earlier today, so everyone check that out, please. That'd be awesome. Uh, but, yeah, him, by him just saying, nah, there's no rivalry with me and him. There's no rivalry with the Browns and Panthers. If I can get a couple sacks, I'll enjoy that more. Because he wants to sack the quarterback, you know he had the yeah. the uh, graveyard of quarterbacks last year. I think right. that came out to bite him in the ass after that for a few weeks. But uh, you know he it, he doesn't care who that quarterback is. This one just happened to play with him last season in the past four seasons. Uh, so I think you're right, Maggie. I think Baker's going to be the one that's all amped up. He's going to want to press. He's going to want to take those deep shots or try and make you know a running lane that isn't there, and then you know walk into a Miles Garrett sack. That'd be awesome. But yeah, he's definitely going to press and. Uh, the Browns are just going to treat us like any other. He's just another guy now. Yeah, he is. He's just another slow, short quarterback that they can probably take advantage of. They know all of his weaknesses. I'm sure that they've been they've been game planning against him for years, knowing just like what his weaknesses are, how they have to you know accommodate for that in the offense, so they can kind of turn that around and say, well, how are we going to prepare for it in the defense? And just put your hands up. Up. Just put your hands up. Just put your hands up. Just put your hands up if you see him. <laughs> JOK's got his uh, work cut out for him, though, with CMC. If CMC's on the field. If CMC's oh, yeah, on yeah. the field, JOK's got his work cut out for him. That's for something sure. that the Browns defense has to account for. Um, I'm not a big DJ Moore guy. Robbie Anderson's I, overrated. I, I, I like I DJ just, Moore. I like both those guys. Yeah, Maybe not I like DJ Moore player. a lot, dude. I don't know. But their offensive line is trash. So, I think they, that's I don't know. They improved this offseason. Ikki Aquanu was my favorite prospect coming out of the draft. That's it. But he's a rookie. Really you're, you're expecting and a, he's rookie, a rookie, too. exactly. And then and who, oh, who else? Cam Irving is on the other side, I believe. Did you just oh, say God. Cam Irving? I didn't even realize he was still in the league. Uh, isn't he? Isn't he on the? I believe he's the other tackle on the Panthers. Someone look that up for me, real quick. God. No, I, I, think, I think you're right. 
Because I remember seeing that. Someone Cam said Irving, it's Miles yeah. Garrett against what a rookie or Cam Irving. Yeah, sure exactly. Is. So it's either Miles Garrett or Clowney going up against one of those two. I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah. I'm sorry, I will. I think I Miles Garrett could have a two or three sack game against Baker. I want it to be five. I want him to break. It. I want it to be five and a half. I want to break his record. <laughs> I think I, I was, if Chris he said Austin break, Corbett, buddy. If he were to break his own record and then, uh, you know, we you know, just beat the hell out of the Panthers and Baker through like three picks, I wouldn't shut up about it probably for a little bit. Like I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm just gonna you know. No, I would just be like, yeah, Baker, this is why we got rid of him and rolled with an 11 game suspended quarterback. So, yeah, I, I get Luckily. like all the, I, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just don't get like, I used to be a Baker bro back in the day, but like the more and more oh. like you can look at his film and stuff, it's not that good. I mean, he's a solid, serviceable NFL starter, but he hasn't. I mean, can you name me an area of his game that has improved? Since 2018, he throws improved, the same no. type of, he throws the same type of interception. Like I remember, very early in Panthers camp, there was a pick he threw where like he was under pressure, rolled to his left, like under through a, like a check down receiver that was picked off. I sent it to my dad and was like, I've seen that play like 15 times. Like he like hasn't gotten better. Like and if you look, like all of his weaknesses coming out of the draft are still his weaknesses right now. And like, it, what does it say about him that? Uh, I want to say it was uh, Brian Baldinger who said that his NFL comp for Baker coming out of college was Case Keenum. Uh-huh. Yep. So wow, <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's that's wild to me, dude. And here I had this guy written as franchise quarterback up until twenty, you know, twenty twenty one. Hey, the podcast was was his first. What? It wasn't his podcast? Wasn't your podcast this show? You know, based off of him. No, 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 no. We don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I know what are you about. referencing? No. What could it you? Clear, it clearly says faithful, faithful dogs. Dog. Faithful dogs. My bad. There was that. no other FD that this was that this podcast no. was associated with. Oh, you got bad. a different Zach. You got a different Zach. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna move on to week three of the preseason. I know we've already bumped our way up to week one. I think everyone's just ready for some some regular season football. So boys, Jacoby Brissett. He's going to get the start yes, against the Bears. How much do you think he should play? What do you think is realistic? I'm saying around three drives, give or take, if we do a third and out, whatnot. I'm saying three drives. What do you guys think? How, how, and how do you think Jacoby's going to perform against the Bears? I would like to see 25 to 30 drives personally. 20, drive. <laughs> whoa. 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 Uh, tw- I'd like to see 25 to 30 snaps out of him. Um Personally, because I think you really need to get him out there. Baker last year against the Saint, against the, it was the Falcons, right? It was their last yeah. preseason game yeah. on ten and nine. He uh, he played like I want to say four or five drives. So that's what I'd expect for Jacoby. Just want to see his decision making. My goals for Jacoby would be uh, about complete like 65 percent of his passes, two to one TD to turnover ratio, that type of thing. Just want to see some good decision making. At the end of the day, that's all you're expecting from him. Your running backs are going to carry you through those first 11 weeks. You just want to see him be efficient. Yeah, yeah I'm right there I, with you. I think that he need, definitely needs to play at least at least the entire of the entirety of the first half. I, I, I think that mm-hmm. we just need to see how he plays in-game action. I know that that's not like one of those things where it's like, well, they don't care about what the fans they, – right. they, like, they, they're not going to do that. But I think that that's also just for – the team in general, because yeah. he's obviously he's done a lot of the the first team reps, and obviously he took all the, probably all the first team reps when they were practicing against the, the the Eagles in those joint practices. But 
you need to get him into like a game environment and really see how he reacts to to live pressure. I don't know if they're going to start any of their like starting receivers or if DBJ or Anthony Schwartz are going to start. Just just you know get get guys out there that he's probably been practicing with all throughout camp and just see how effective he is. See how well he he can run the offense. See if there's anything that you still need to improve with the last couple of weeks of camp. Because he, again, he just hasn't really done any sort of live game action as the the out and out starting quarterback, and well, we just need to I see mean, what those, he can those, do. Those practice, those joint practices are. I, oh yeah, I know I they're believe. they're really they're really close to in game. They're valued. They're valued by coaches. They're valuable because you, yeah, you can't you can't film them, so you can actually run your total offense. You know, you don't have to hide anything for the cameras for like game yeah. planning and stuff like that. So I think even with Jacoby coming up. Saturday, I don't think you're going to see anything outstanding of what's the fancy you might run week one. I don't. I don't think you're going to see anything like. Uh, obviously, the what's that? You're definitely not seeing anything that he's going to put out there week one for Jacoby. No, you, a lot you, of might, you might see Jacoby hand off the ball more than he throws it. That I, I. I think honestly, that might be realistic. For Sunday, you mean, or Saturday? I mean, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That if he played a quarter, a half, okay, I'm fine with either one of those. Like. Just get him out there and get his feet wet a little bit. And then if you just want to do it, the opening drive that they have. Okay, too. Like, yeah. Because how many starters actually play in, you know, in these last these dress rehearsal games anymore? Basically, not I don't them. I don't think we're going to see any other of our starters play at all. Uh, I think you, you might see Amari one drive, I think. I would. I would be surprised. If they I don't know. Him. He's been. I don't. He's been so. battling. He's been battling an ankle injury all training camp. I. I would not be shocked if they just say, you know what, we know what you can do. We know what you can do on the field. I don't think they would risk that. Wouldn't shock me to see maybe a couple of the younger guys, like maybe, uh, um, like maybe uh, um, on defense, like JOK and Newsom, just to get them work. Like you're not going to see Ward, Miles, Clown, no. any of the offense. You know, I don't even think you'll see Newsom. No, definitely so. not Newsom. I think I think they're keeping I, I think they're keeping basically all of their major defensive pieces in bubble wrap, not mm-hmm. not putting them in any sort of even chance to get hurt. Because if, if you're asking Martin Emerson or Greedy Williams to step up and become or AJ Green to step up and become the, the, the number two corner, and I think that that's asking a lot out of those guys. And I don't think that they want to put them in that situation. Can I? I'll give. I'll have a little bit of a Matty G hot take for you right here. Oh, here when I see MJ Emerson play football, do you know who he reminds me of? Who? Jalen Ramsey. See a lot Ooh, of Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey in him. Eddie, hey, come on! That's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. You gotta buy. You gotta buy into the hype sometimes, bro. <laughs> I see football. It. Yeah, when it's when it's warranted. With these hot takes, he's had some of the hot takes. I I don't even know, understand. Like. <laughs> He, he the talks. Cavs are a 60-win team, Eddie. Not, Come on. Michael not, Jordan he, is a bum. No. He, wow. he he couldn't even beat gambling addiction, dude. Come wow. on. Who can't? Who can? <laughs> okay. Jalen Ramsey. Carnsey, shout out to the for the subscribing to your own network. I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate uh. you, Carnsey. <laughs> uh. No, I'm not negative, right. Nancy. Yeah, you are. You are, dude. You are. We're talking about the Cavs being this world-beating team, and they didn't do anything this offseason. Ricky Rubio. Hell yeah! That's all we needed. Top five signing in free agency, dude. He's gonna. 
What about my boy Ochai Amari. Abaki? Shot 40% from three um, this past season. Uh, Bill Self called him the hardest worker he's ever seen. Four-year player, knows how to win. Most outstanding player um, in this year's Final Four. Numerous analysts said if he was 19 instead of 22, he would have been a top-four pick. At the end of the day, like this, te- this ball club is ready to go win some games. I know you don't. I know that most of your team right now has Alzheimer's because it's basically a retirement home out there in LA. So instead of talking trash about the Cavs, make sure that Russ doesn't hit the top of the backboard when he's shooting those jumpers. Y'all won eleven more games than us last year, and we yeah, sucked. We did. So, all right, so eleven. That's it. That's we're smoking y'all. Fourth, we're smoking y'all. I don't know. That's fifteen percent. That's that's Eddie. That's thirty-three uh, percent more ball games than you guys won. That's that's a lot. Great. <laughs> So, so I know you're busy tomorrow, but sometime you're going to come on my show, and we're going to talk about this further because y'all stay. Oh, yeah, we will. Okay, boys, boys, we're supposed to be talking Browns football right now. All right, I have a question for all you guys. I think it'll be fun. All right. Because a lot of people are, are very, let's just say not optimistic about this season. They're already they're already putting it's a wash. This year's a wash because Deshaun suspended 11 games. Bummer, 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 this and that. How many games – are the Browns winning through the first 11 weeks? Let's go. Let's start with Jack. Come on. I want to hear it. Six. You think they're going six and five? I think they're going six and five. Don't ask me how they do it because I don't actually have a genuine answer, but they. I think they go six and Defense. five. Defense. Defense, baby. Defense that, and Nick Chubb. Does that keep us in playoff hopes by week, what is it, 12? Is that technically 12 when Deshaun comes back? 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. My bad. My, I'm not math like Maddie over here. Matt, what do you think? What do you think? Huh? You gotta go. You gotta go five and one with Watson to get to the magic ten and seven number. Um, I, I don't know. My gut says four to six. They won't lose more. They won't win. They won't win less more than four. They won't win less than four, and they won't win more than six. Um, I think five is the magic number. I think they go three and one in that four game set, and then the rest of the way, um, I think they win at least two. It's games. tough. I like those are some tough games. Um, I think I like their chances against the Patriots. Um, I that their offense. I obviously I think Stefanski's gonna have a chip on his shoulder about what happened last year, and now the dead weight is gone. I think the defense can really kind of counteract what Belichick did because at the end of the day, it's very hard to beat a team two times like two years in a row when you're not a divisional opponent because you know. It's harder to adjust. So I really like the idea that they could stop the, the Patriots. My biggest concern there, though, I guess, would just be the ground game. And the other team, like, and I'll go on and say this, I think they're going to beat the Bengals on Monday Night Football. I think the Bengals are due for a massive regression to the mean. Uh, if you look at their, if you look at them, I think my favorite stat about the Bengals last year, they played 21 football games, and how many of them were in adverse weather, guys? So that'd be considered rain, snow, or high winds. I have no idea. Zero. Wow. Zero. How many times do you play in the AFC North not have snow, rain, wind, something, and one game in a season? One. Not very often. And with how their offense is based around throwing the ball around that SEC offense, one adverse weather game, that's going to slow them down. Because let's be honest here, Joe Mixon really isn't that good. He just really isn't. If you look at him, like he he's a, he's a solid running back, but there's like ten guys easily I'd had to have over him, and I, I just don't think like if you get into an adverse weather game, can Joe Wick, can Joe Mixon win you the game if it's snowing or raining? The answer is no, he cannot. So that's why I think he'll pull it out against the Bengals. I also, in my last I guess hot take, um, I think the Ravens game is a game to watch. 
Um, Lamar Jackson is just – the Browns have figured him out. It's as simple as that. It defensively, 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 I, I – that's tough for me, man. I don't think any team has really figured out Lamar Jackson at, at – in he threw sense. four interceptions dude, against the Browns defense on Monday night football on Sunday night football and, and we still lost. Still lost. And we still lost. Still lost, but that's the, the Ravens only scored. It means 13. nothing to me, Maddie. It means, but it means nothing. No, it does mean something. It means that we need to score thirteen points. We need to score thirteen more than thirteen points. Yeah, the defense. The defense did their job. Like they they forced all those turnovers. That's at the end of the day. They, the defense did their job. They shut down Lamar Jackson. Exactly. You can't say I know you're a, I know you're a Lamar cultist, but you can't sit here and tell me that he what? played well there. When have I been a Lamar cultist? I'll say I I love Lamar. If he if, I'd love him more if he didn't play I on the I respect Lamar's game. I respect his game, dude. He's he's a talented football player. I'm yeah. not a Lamar cultist. I would ten times out of ten choose Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson. Ten times out of ten, as a football player, as a football player, I would choose Lamar Deshaun Watson <laughs> over Lamar Jackson. Got to get correct that one. Yes, I got. I got to. I got to be. I got to be. You know, Eddie, give, give us your uh, your eleventh game prediction here for the Browns with Jacoby Brissett as your QB one. That's crazy to say. Yeah, that's crazy that, to say, man. I'm, I'm with Matt. I think I'm going to go the suspension link that we originally all had thought it could be four to six. That's where I think that this is. Uh, I've talked myself into six and five a bunch of times, and I've also talked myself into five and six. And I think either of those scenarios, you can still make the playoffs. It's obviously not going to be easy uh, if you're five and six because they're going to have to win, uh, you know, five games of of the final six. And uh, Watson will get the Bengals, the Ravens, the Saints, Texans, Steelers, and Commanders. So that's actually that's doable, but. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd obviously be happier if it was six. Uh, I said all along from the beginning of all of this, uh, no matter how many he suspended, whether it was four, six, eight, and this odd number of 11, uh, he has to go 500 or better. And he obviously can't go 500 in 11 games, so he has to go slightly better than that. And he can do it. I just don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of questions about the offense outside of the running back position in Amari Cooper. Because the offensive line hasn't looked the greatest. Uh so if they can't protect him as well, then it could be trouble. But I'll say for right now, I'll say five. But if you ask me that a week from now, I might say six. But it's one of those two. I don't think it's less than four, though. And I don't – I will I will buy someone who, uh, who remembers me saying this, whether it's one of you guys on the show or someone watching us live, that if they go – if they win seven or more games, I'll buy someone a shirt from Homage from our, you know, new partner. We'd oh, love to hear that. Yeah. I will right. say, uh, Zach, to give us a little bit of positivity, um, I do know somebody who works in the league office, and he was telling me that the talk of the league office, they actually think the Browns are going to win between seven and eight games without Deshaun. Um, they think they're going to have the best defense in the NFL. Um, that they I could see top five. I'm going to say top five right they, now. They said that defense is legitimately insane in a lot of teams. Uh, that a lot of teams in the NFL are legitimately nervous to play them. They think their secondary is elite. Uh, they really like their edge defenders. The linebacking core is solid. Obviously, anybody with eyes can tell you one thing, and that's that they need to shore up that interior defensive line. They got gashed by Philadelphia, but by Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. They really need to add somebody, whether it be Endomican Sue, a name I haven't heard much. I don't know why, unless I missed something. How about Brandon Williams from the Baltimore Ravens? I yeah. thought 
He's still a free agent, and I don't know why. I thought he's a pretty darn good football player. I don't think Andrew Barry cares about paying that position to tackle. I don't think he cares about stop. Like Jacob Broach has said on the Barking Brown show over and over and over again, I don't think they care about stop the run up the middle. I don't think they care about it. They believe in their linebackers, and they believe in getting to the quarterback off the edge. I believe that they will just go young. They believe in Jordan Elliott. I think – Dude, I think Tavon Bryan could have you know an impact on this defense this year. Who knows, dude? I would rather see. Uh, I'm worried. I'm very yeah. worried. I'm very worried about Perrion Winfrey from what I've seen in preseason. Yeah, he's getting blown off the ball like crazy. And I'm not talking like he's just getting beat. He's getting five yards driven off the ball, he's, dude. It's and been ugly. It's it's it's, yeah. it's going to take a lot of work. What I'm not worried about is our edge. I think we're deep at edge. I think we're solid at linebacker right now. I think we could use maybe one more vet piece, but I don't see it happening. But I don't think Andrew Barry really cares about shoring up that defensive tackle position. I think see, that uh, I, with Edge, that, could we see uh, could we see Clowney slide inside or Miles yeah. slide inside with yeah. Clowney? I think that's something you have to see. This more time. Time. Thomas or Alex Wright or Winovich. Who Winovich is a guy I was very very excited about. We just haven't seen him much this preseason, so I'm hoping he still makes the ball club. I don't um, know if he does. I was gonna ask about him. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people are saying he could be a scratch from the fifty-three. I, I don't know if he makes this roster. I really don't. But, but you're absolutely right. Barry does not care about the defensive tackle position as much. Uh, if he did, one of those veterans would probably be in there. You know, Sue. I think Sheldon. I think Sheldon would still be here. Honestly, I mean, he just wanted more, too much money, for that stage in his career. But, uh, yeah, those, those guys are off the board clearly. And then, it, you know, linebacker. They're really relying on uh, Jacob Phillips this year to be healthy. And if he's not healthy, yes. then they're wasting another year, which, whatever, linebackers aren't the most sought-out position anymore. It's not like they were when uh, most of us were growing up uh, in that era of, you know, mostly run, but, you know, mixed in with pass. So it'll be interesting to see. But I'm real anxious to see about Chase Winovich because, like you, Maddie, I was real excited when we got him. I was, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, he put up 11 sacks in two seasons. And I was like, oh, he got in the doghouse last year. I wonder what he did or didn't do. Hmm. I mean, what do you guys think they see? Because I mean, you look at the defensive tackle position; it's very young. You, you got you got Tommy Togiai, uh, Harryon Winfrey, to- Togiai. Like a, a lot of people are like, "Yes, yeah, Tommy Togiai." It's because he played for the Buckeyes, right? That's absolutely. But you 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 watch him play, and it's still like maybe goal line sets. You'd like a big body like him in there. Mm-hmm. But dude, you, uh, we need run stopping defensive tackles. He made a Harry couple. Winfrey, Togi, I made a couple plays, but Perry, the talk about Perry on Winfrey, he's not that guy. He's a pass rusher. Perry on Winfrey, he's a pass rusher, one hundred percent. He's, 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 he's not a run stuffer. He's also, a rotational lineman. Yeah. Also with Winfrey, I think a lot of people overvalued him because you know he had the hype. You know, right after he got drafted, he was real the hype. Call, yeah, yeah, and that, that was cool. That's awesome. That's what we as fans gravitate to because oh, sweet this guy, yeah, he's my guy now. He's you know he's barking already, but right. we sometimes we expect like he's a fourth round pick. Are we supposed to expect him to just come in and you know mm-hmm. be a day one starter and just be dominant? No, that's just going to take time. That's just not how most players in this league work or in any sport exactly. for that matter. You know, so a fourth round pick, give him some time. Yeah, like I'm with you though. I'm with the worriness a little bit. Like he needs to you know figure it out. And he said the right things uh, after practice or after the game the other day. For which one, which one it was. So he's saying the right things, but we just need to see more. But that's going to come with time. And they might ease him in because remember last year JOK got eased and he didn't play as much as what everyone was thinking. They wanted to ease him in his first year. Now this year he should be more you – know, all systems go. Yeah. I, 
I, I think JOK is going to be a stud this year. I'm I'm not going to be like that guy that says Pro Bowl or whatever, but oh, I think JOK. I'll be that guy. I'll be that guy. Of course you will. Pro, yeah. You, you think it'll be Pro Bowl? I'd say Pro Bowl, and I'll go second team All Pro. Ooh. I think Ooh. Pro Bowl. I think Pro Bowl is the ceiling for him this year. For this I, season, yeah. I for could this. agree with that. I could agree yeah. with that for this for this season. I could agree with that, but I think down the road you're looking at someone that could be in contention for Pro Bowl every single season. Yes, the, the dude, the dude's an athletic stud, bro. He, Reminds me of Luke Keekley a little bit. Not as big as Luke Keekley, but at the same time, Luke Keekley always found his way to the play. Tandy yeah, Keekley, always around the ball. Always around the ball, dude. Yeah. So defensive end, it's one more position I want to talk about on the defense because, dude, we're deep there. I, I don't know what we're going to do. I, I really like Alex Wright so far, and he's, I tweeted about it. Could he have asked for a better position to get drafted into? You get the you get the play, and you get to learn from Clowney and Miles Garrett. So you got him. I, Dude. He's getting to the quarterback. He's getting to the ball. I like Rochelle a lot. I think he's looking very solid. So what are your guys' thoughts on the Ed's position real quick? I, I love Rochelle, what he's been doing. I, you know, His TikToks are funny, too. I, I don't, I'm not on TikTok, really. So <laughs> I mean, videos, But I like what I've seen from him so far. He's taking advantage of that. And, and that's really where the Browns and every other team in the NFL benefit from when those guys just emerge throughout the preseason and throughout training camp and just take a roster spot that – might not have been theirs originally, but you know, obviously they were fighting for it. So I like what I see there. I like what Alex Wright is doing. Uh, and you, you guys said something about earlier. Clowney can move inside because he's done that before in his career. So they, I can see sets with you know Garrett Wright and Clowney all in the same line, and that would be terrifying for you know opposing offenses to try and control. So I think that those guys are. I think those are like the four guys, and like I want Winovich to make the roster. I just don't know with those four guys with Rochelle coming out. I think he might have taken Winovich's spot, honestly. I could see that. First off, who's Allison Kush? Is that that's like nice. a, that's Rochelle's wife. She like a is she like a famous person or something? Is she's she like, like huge on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's huge uh, on TikTok. Oh yeah. I, so I no like one really it. important. No one really yeah, important. Yeah, whoa, no whoa, whoa, like, chill whoa. out, buddy. Whoa, chill whoa. out. Huh? I can TikTok famous. I can know that you. Doesn't, I that's not real. One TikToker, and that's Addison Ray. Beyond that, I I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know any TikTokers. My little cousin. <laughs> my cousin. <laughs> yeah, my little cousin. He, he does some Lego stuff. I think. Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. Come, Come on, Juju. there we go. Oh, Jackson Mahomes. Oh, Corvette. Corvette. Oh, Come please. on. Please. Oh, please, God. TikTok should be removed from the United How States. How dare you ask who she is? Oh. Damn. TikTok should be removed from the United States. Okay, let's just that's a Maddie G hot take, really. <laughs> Sorry. No, it should just be deleted from, from the internet. Alright, I'm looking up who this I'm looking up who this girl is. Right. Oh no. Screen share, screen share, and post some TikToks. Let's go. Let's end the show. Oh with, no. Uh, oh no. All right. All right. <laughs> I genuinely did not. I've never heard of this person before. That she is why this is like, so no, strange. I'm going through here and like, I don't see what's special about her. She just seems like your average sorority girl. Like I, I like, I'm not going to like, I don't <laughs> that, know. That's the majority of the girls. Who post I mean, like, uh, I, like, it seems like your standard issue blonde sorority girl. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but fun yeah. fact, she makes more than <laughs> Rochelle does. <laughs> well, I mean, good for her. Yeah, you know, I respect hey, the hustle. Her. I really respect the hustle. I, I do, do too. Yeah. 
<laughs> Can we ban Maddie G? Hey, we might be able to. <laughs> Any more of these nonsensical Cavs takes? I I might have to put that in motion. Like, hey, let's all <laughs> listen. Cavs are going seventy four and eight next year, dude. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I don't know. I think the Cavs might break the re- NBA record, dude. True. They might go eight two and zero. They might be like the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You mean nine eight now? Oh, yeah, you know wow. what? You got me there. Yeah, nine eight now. All right, boys. We're about to we're about to end it up here. So one more thing. One more thing. This season, I know me and Maddie kind of touched on it a little bit. To kind of compete this year, because you 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 go over these back these back half of these games for the for the first eleven weeks. You got after the first four. You know it, it's hit or miss. I could say two or two, three and one. You got the Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals. Then you got the bye week, Dolphins, Bills, Buccaneers. Mm. Does the Browns defense become top five through eleven weeks alone? Does that does that does, let, let's just talk about that? Does the Browns defense is, are they top five through those eleven weeks? Because that's tough, man. Because it, 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 it if you really think about it, it depends on if Jacoby Brissett can lead these drives, if Nick Chubb can. You know, if they can ball and score, you can't just keep relying on your defense to make stops in games like that against the Chargers. You have to win the time of possession. Time of possession. It, it, you yeah. Time of possession. You have to. You, you can't rely on them to beat Tom Brady, you know, and stop him every single drive. You can't rely on him to, to stop Josh Allen, who could be an MVP this season, dude. Like, like we got to talk about this before we end it here. Is the Browns defense that good enough? to win us those games like that that that's where i'm iffy like we keep saying like okay we can go six and five we can go six and five i'm not trying i'm usually a homer boys but this is tough to think about i don't know I, 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 someone talk me off the cliff here i don't know if they'll be top five but through 11 games because that's a gauntlet of teams in the after the first four games but they don't have to necessarily be top five they don't have to they just have to obviously limit the points that these quarterbacks are obviously capable of scoring, limit them, frustrate the quarterbacks. Uh, I think I, I'm not saying it's easy by any means. I don't want anyone to think that, but getting to Tom Brady might be slightly easier this year because his offensive line is depleted. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a bunch of injuries on that line, a bunch of new three new starters this year. Uh, so that is a, a game that, you know, if you can get to Brady early and often and frustrate him, then the uh, uh, secondary can handle their own. That's a, a game you can win. I don't know if they can beat the Bills. It will depend on how we look when we get there. Uh, the Bills are just loaded everywhere. Uh, that might be that might be one of those oh shit games. Uh, yeah, they don't have to be necessarily top five. They just have to do enough to frustrate the opposing quarterback, whoever that is. And someone, I, I think it might have been in a, a Spaces or something. I was listening or a podcast. I forget what it was. Someone I was listening to like a month or two ago. Question whether that uh, Miami game would be like a trap because they're traveling to Miami. Players like to go out in Miami and, you know, get all Is that a trap. That's the trap game. That's they need what they need to do. Quite honestly, like Eddie, you just brought up a great point. There's gotta be a strict like 8 PM curfew that night. Like there's gotta be like team dinner, maybe watch the college. Yeah, football don't don't go night. party out in Miami. Please don't right. go party out in Miami. I might be at but, that game. If, so if I see anybody out at the, uh, out wait. of the club, I'll have some very strong, um, words for them, I guess. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. I don't think if we lose that game, that's considered a trap game, though. I don't think. I think the Dolphins are going to be, you know, decently good. But that's a game the Browns should win. 
it's a yeah, it's a game they should win. But what Eddie's saying is, is that it's a trap because of the Miami flu. That's a, it's right. a real thing. You've seen it across sports. You see the same thing in Vegas. That's why it's a trap because it's outside of your typical road game where you have that party culture. And because it's in the middle of November, our guys are be coming from cold from the cold north up here to the warm south. Go out on the town, um, see you know some good looking ladies, whatever that'll catch their eye. Like they're going to be just like, it's not your typical road. You're not flying into like Pittsburgh in February, in January. It's Miami. That's why it's a trap game. I don't know. I, I think Miami is going to be good this year. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm Maybe not calling it. That's not a trap game though. Then to me, a trap game is like the jets week two. That's a trap game. That's a trap game. That's, yeah, yeah, but that's not really a trap game because the Jets are the Jets. But I mean, dude, to I mean, yeah. It, but it, will Zach Wilson be back by week two? I probably. I, I, I think. I think. Honest, I'd be more scared of. Fl- I'd be more scared of Flacco than Zach Wilson. Okay. Really. Uh, Zach Wilson has that dog. Dude. All right, dude, you're, your hot, your hot takes are starting to get really cold. Because <laughs> <laughs> of experience. That's all. Yeah, he has experience being an elite QB. You know, I I I agree with you, Matty. Joe Flacco's elite. Everyone knows he, this. He was. He he, had, he was a, he was a solid QB. Like I he think Zach Wilson is going to be one of the better guys of his class. Like obviously most people should um should know by now my uh, distaste for Trevor Lawrence. I think he's overrated as hell, and I think you're gonna go, go out and see him prove that this year. I like that. I like that you said that. I'm not as big on on him as a lot of people are. I just watched him in college. Was never that impressed. Just never was. When Ohio State played that. Uh, um, that like four two five against Clemson in the uh, 2021 2020 Fiesta, the 2020 Sugar Bowl looked awful. Anytime he's played a pro style defense, he hasn't looked great. He's just torn apart a single high safety in the ACC. I mean, like, and even last year, if you look, he couldn't make any good reads. Like, and I don't care with the whole Urban Meyer situation. At the end of the day, coaching isn't going to affect how a quarterback sees the field. Either you can, or you can't. I mean, Baker saw four different coaches, so. That, that stands yeah. to stands to reason what you're saying. All right, guys. Any any last words? Any last I guess kind of because we kind of ended that on a sad note there. Any words of encouragement <laughs> to Browns fans going into week three of the preseason? Uh Jacoby, Jacoby's gonna be fine. Yeah. You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna see him play. Ride ride, ride with seven for eleven. Ride with seven right. for eleven. That's right. Hey, if you trusted Maddie. Barry before, you better trust him now. That's all I'm gonna say because you can't you can't have it both ways. Where oh, I don't trust him here because of the quarterback situation. Oh, I have one thing to say. Please stop texting me Sean Payton 2023. I don't want to hear it anymore. Please, I literally Long coach 2023. Ryan what? Day 2023, baby. Listen, listen to me. Listen. Didn't he sign a five-year deal with Ohio State? You listen to me. Kevin Stefanski is not on the hot seat this year. He's just not. He, no. He's just not on the hot seat. If you want to say like, "Oh, we go Willie, we have a bad record this year," and then we go into next year, and you say he's on the hot seat, sure, you he's know on what? the hot it's seat next weird. year. It is very but weird. This though. year, he's not. It is very weird how many people told me Ryan, uh, not Ryan Day. Damn it, Maddie, Sean Payton, <laughs> twenty twenty three, in one day last Sunday, and I don't know why. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know why people are doubting Stefanski when. Half the shit that's transpired isn't because of Stefanski. Right. Like, okay, let's let's watch Stefanski with the full season. Zach, it's Zach. it's 
it's a natural response for Browns fans. The second there's any sort of stress or tension, it's just like, yep, fire that coach, fire the GM, we start. It's time to restart everything. I'm so glad you guys mentioned Stefanski in hot seat because I saw Jake Trotter said that. Uh, you know, Dude, he should be in Carolina by now. Just bro. turn him back to Oklahoma. Right. I mean, that's the funny thing about that is I can cheat plug because it, tomorrow at some point, I don't know what time yet, uh, I wrote, you know, is Kevin Stefanski on the hot seat in 2022? And I explained why he's not uh, and why he shouldn't be uh, and why I sort of argued against what Trotter was saying because he said it was because Haslam has never had consistency at head coach. Like He's always you know rushed and panicked. I don't think that's the case this year. So, But that will come out tomorrow sometime, so I just want to cheap plug that. You guys brought it up. I, that was, I, what's I don't the think link? Has, yeah. What's the link? Where It'll can they Dog find Pound this Daily. article? Dog, Dog, Pound Daily. Daily. Dog Pound Daily. Speaking of links, speaking of plugs, let's go. Okay. Obviously, you know where to find me and Jack. Maddie, you go first. Let's talk about your future here with the network. So, um, with a couple of little reshuffling, unfortunately, the betting show is no more. Uh, rest in peace. It was a good, it was a good month. Um, so now I'm very excited to announce that I will be on the down with the Browns every Thursday at seven with my guys, KFC, Kentucky Fried Christian, Mac, the Buffalo Negative Nancy, and Manny, the Mad Scientist, bias Celtics fan. Can't wait to be on with those guys. That's gonna be a ton of fun. I'm real excited for that. Then I also have something cooking up a little bit on my own that I think you guys are really, really gonna dig, and hopefully I should have that announced here in the next couple of days. Follow me at Maddie G Hot Takes. I got hot takes for you 24/7. My hot takes are right 90.9% of the time. Sure. That's top that, Eddie. Top that. I, I, there's no top in that. There, there's not. <laughs> the whole, like, starting lineup intro and you know, <laughs> screech of his guys. So it's like we're watching wrestling or something. So, uh, Oh, man. We have uh, at King Edward 15, uh, Petty Eddie podcast on Thursdays on this network. Uh, I, th- I announced on the uh, fantasy show that I'm probably just going to bullshit with a bunch of you guys. Because uh, I'm still excited about the uh, homage uh, deal, because that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then we'll obviously talk football. If you're on Zach, we can talk wrestling. Uh, for those who don't talk wrestling, yes, sir, we'll acknowledge me. Back. Let's go. Yeah. You'll acknowledge me as I beat you in the fantasy league. <laughs> uh, yeah, fifteen on Twitter. Uh, the Petty Eddie podcast on here. Dog Pound Daily. Myself, Jacob, right for there. A bunch of other talented writers. Uh, check us out. So yeah, check us Is out. Is there some AEW action in Cleveland right now? There is right now. John Moxley mm-hmm. just won the world title. From CM Punk. But yeah. Screw CM Punk. Screw CM Punk. All right, boys. So once again, yes, we have partnered with Homage at Network 216. We're still we are still proud partners of Underdog Fantasy. Like we got some more news possibly coming up soon. Use code 216. Yes. Underdog fantasy, for, use for code underdog, 216. For underdog. We underdog fantasy. Code. Use code 216. You get you put in $100, you get $100 back. It's it's the easiest deal. It's Simple. literally three numbers, and you get all you get double your money. I mean, it's free. Come on. We're, work, we're working on more behind the scenes for everyone. Like, we got some big plans for this network. We got some big plans for you guys. Just make sure you subscribe, follow us, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, don't forget. Madden giveaway. Madden giveaway next Sunday. We're doing it Sunday. We changed it. We were going to do it before the Browns preseason game, but we're going to announce it during our live draft of Fantasy 216. So we're giving away a copy of Madden 23. All you got to do is follow us on Twitch and follow Network 216 on Twitter. Yes, but sir. if you subscribe on Twitch, you get an extra entry. So you have an extra chance of winning a free copy of Madden. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's Madden, whatever. No, Madden 23 is fun. 
Okay. I'm enjoying it a lot. I've already played a full franchise mode with the Browns with Watson. Dude, no. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun, guys. It's so fun. Surely it's different this year. It's not the same as last year. Okay, Elder Scrolls or whatever. All right. All right, boys. This is the Faithful Dogs Podcast. We will talk to you soon. Go Browns. Subscribe with Prime. Go Browns. Go Browns, baby. Did he really just do that?